In this episode, we're talking with Tim Vess, self-made and independent musician, performer, convention destroyer, and self-appointed lobster. But more about that later. Welcome, Tim. What's up, guys? Good. How are you doing? Good to see you. I'm good. How are you? Fine. Not bad. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Finally, you're the first guest. Nice. So, um, Talking tough. In my city. In Rotterdam. Yes. Yeah. Love it. You're home in Rotterdam, right? Yeah. Really feel comfortable in this place as well. Mono, where we are right now, is uh, is the place where I normally yeah come. Yeah, memories enjoy. Here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you think there's enough stuff happening in Rotterdam? Right now, during COVID, no. But before that, like, uh, we had a bad period because of the government. Like, a lot of shit closed. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I able to like uh, yeah. use curse words or whatever? We will beep that. That it's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, but yeah, before that, we were in a in a, in a good place. Like there were coming more events and more events. And then the whole COVID thing started and everything shut down. So now it's a mess. I'm sure we're gonna do some reunion after COVID. But uh, first things first, we have some kickoff questions for you. Um, the podcast is of course Talking Tough. So the first question will be, what is your definition of tough? Uh, my definition of tough, um, I think honest is tough. To, to be honest to yourself, to be honest to your people, to like be real and come to a place where you're like very honest with yourself. I think that's really tough. Staying true to yourself? Definitely. Yeah. And do you feel like you're doing that? I try. Okay. I try my best, yes. Is it hard in the industry that you work in to like stay true to yourself? I don't think it's just the industry. I think it it's as a human being, it's very tough because it's hard because the whole world always have an opinion on you and what you should do and who you should be. And I think it's it's very hard and tough to be honest and to like really listen to what your purpose is and, and why you're here on this earth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what would you say is the toughest part about you? I think I'm trying to be so honest as possible to myself and to the world. And that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times, yes. Yeah. But I think, I think I'm doing my best to do that for myself and for the world. And where did you, where would you say you got that toughness from? Like, is that something that you developed or is that something you always had as a kid or? I think it's, um, I think it's mostly, I think it's a, a big part of it is, is character. So it's who I am as a, as a person, as a human being. And also coming from where I come from that also created that. Yeah. Yeah. Could you explain a bit more? Because we know, but some people that are listening, they don't know. Uh, 
Okay, can you repeat the question one more time? Sorry. So you're saying I came from a certain position. Yeah. That's where I got my toughness from. But what what was that position like? How did you grow up? I grew up in a household where we I had two brothers, two older brothers. I'm the youngest. I'm the Benjamin of the family. So I'm. Yeah. My brothers are 12 and 15 years older than I am. And I had this dad. I had a mother, but my mother is very uh, a, a, a boy's mother, you know? So imagine three boys in a household. And, like, <laughs> you had to keep, hold yourself strong, you know? Because, like, you're the youngest. You get the, uh, how do you say that? You're, the you're, slap on your head. Like, you <laughs> had to everybody. be strong. Like, if you cry, why do you cry? You have pain? Be tough. Be strong. That's something I've learned on a, re a very young age. And also, like, I had to grow up fast because my, my, older, my brothers were much older, you know? So it was, like, like literally tough up, like, be strong, be as strong as you can be. And it was also part of my character because I always wanted to be, like, strong. Yeah, yeah. And maybe because I wanted to be like them, you know? I had strong people around me. And, and so you're describing kind of the, the, the atmosphere that you grew up in. Yeah. Is there a moment that you can recall where you chickened out, where you felt like, uh, I wish that was more tough in that situation? Uh, yeah, many, many, many times. Because I always wanted to, like, make them proud. I wanted to show them, like, I can be strong, I'm tough. I'm Your family. I, yeah. My brothers, my dad, my mother. Um, and there were many times where I, like, I couldn't deliver on the level I wanted to because we always looked at like the highest level, whether it was music, whether it was school. So, yeah, I was so hard on myself that I like, for example, if I did a gig on a young age and I didn't deliver the way I wanted to deliver or not on that level yet, Like, everybody yeah. filmed it, and they looked back at it, and I, I could cry, you know? But were these expectations something that you felt from your surrounding, or was it more expectation that you had towards yourself? Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. So first it became, uh, it came from the expectation from the world, so the family. But, like, after, like, it creates you, you know? Like, even the way you think is because of how you grow up. And then later on, it became to myself. So I was hard on myself. I wanted to like reach that certain level of what I'm doing. Do you feel like you're still like that? Do you still strive to be the best in whatever yeah, you do? Definitely. Are you hard on yourself? It made me who I am, definitely. Yeah. I'm still that guy. Yeah. And now I'm that person for myself, mostly. Yeah. So the world, like the chill. <laughs> But I cannot chill, man. You're saying, like, you cannot chill, but is, is there a way of, like, learning how to deal with these expectations? Because I can also imagine that, you know, it can be kind of toxic towards yourself. Yeah, if you, definitely. If you can't chill or if you can't be happy with what you're making. Yeah, but the, the situation I'm in right now is more of, like, the expectation I put for myself. And I, I always raise the boss as high as possible for myself. So I only expect for myself... I don't listen to any anyone's expectation around me anymore. Okay. So I'm more of a, in competition with myself mostly. Yeah. But I'm so hard on myself that it's very hard to like keep up. 
But at the same time, I see it as a blessing because it makes me better every time. Yeah. And you wouldn't be where you were. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, has there been a t turning point for you when you started to speak out for others? Because you're somebody who also, you know, is, is critical towards the industry, towards, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, how things work around you. Yeah. Has there been a specific point where you feel like, okay, this is the point where I started speaking out? Not only for myself, but also for my community. I think, uh, I'm 20, I think like five years ago. Like before that, when I was younger, I, I grew up, I was like, I'm gonna be this great artist, I'm gonna like have gigs, tour around the world, make money, be famous or whatever. But then like when I was eight, 19 years old, I like isolated myself and like really worked on my craft and tried to become as, as good as I could be, like really create sound and grow. But after that, uh, and I was like 20 years old, 22, 23, I started like, working for different companies and like make campaigns and stuff. And that's the point where I realized this is not about me. This is about that kid that grows up like me. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something that you feel like you're responsible for? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So my biggest struggle in life when I, when I grew up was always like, the labels of the world. Like, oh, this is who you are. You're a, a saxophone player, you're a musician, you're a, you're a smart kid, you should go to university, you should do that, you should be this. Oh, this is who you are, oh, he's that creative kid. Or, and like, I really couldn't deal with all of that because in my mind, I was like, I'm here with a purpose, but I don't know what it is, but I do know that I have to like, touch a lot of stuff. So that was very hard for me. Yeah. And I fight for that because I think it's all right to feel like that. I think it's all right to have those feelings, you know? Yeah. In the intro, um, Bo introduced you also as a self-proclaimed lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I really love eating lobster. But I want to know why, you, why, why would you call yourself a, a lobster? What is that term? Uh, yeah, well... It's a funny story. It's, it's actually a story I once heard in an interview. So it was about a lobster. And the way lobsters grow is they, they are in a shield, right? When we, if you eat them, you, you know that they have a shield, they boil it. But in their natural habitat, they live actually inside that shield. And their body, it grows, it grows, it grows, it grows upon to the point where they experience so much pressure that they have to get out that shield. In order to grow. In order to grow. Wow. And I always use that metaphor for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, everybody is different and it's very clear that you have a very high standard for yourself. Like you play multiple instruments, um, you work really hard. But, but does this also make it difficult for you to work with others who maybe do not have that Mentality. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Because I'm so hard on myself, like for the people I work with and the people I love, like I would love, I expect the same, like not the same, 
maybe not the same effort I put into things, but like I'm very serious about everything I do and we create. Mm -hmm. So I expect from the people I work with to have that same level of seriousness. Mm -hmm. This that, is a very, yeah, this is very a problem, you know? Because if I don't see it, I cannot work with you. Yeah. But you also, obviously, you also understand that everybody's different. Like, people come from a different background or have, like, maybe somebody is uh, dyslectic or has, like, different things. How do you, how do you look at this? How do you, how do you, do you, do you find it difficult to really see the difference between people and then taking that, that time? Maybe you finish something in two minutes, but do you have patience to wait for another hour for somebody else to finish something? Yes. But that, like, uh, there's two different things. What we talked about was like hard work. Like I expect people to be serious about what they do. I expect people to be to work as hard as they can. And for everyone, it's different, you know. Like if I can walk for an hour, it's all right. If you walk for half an hour, if it's everything you've got, dedication. You know? Exactly. Right. But if I see like. There's an, another hour in you, but you only give me half an hour. Like, we cannot work. I'm, I'm fucking serious about everything we do, and we have to change something. We have to make something great. And if you, like, play around, there's no connection. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's how I am. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is set in stone. This is something who you are. Do you, is this also something that you try to develop or learn more to give other space to also find their own um, power? No, everything is relative, you know? It's not like, like everyone is different. Everyone has different powers. Mm -hmm. But if you walk in your power, like have the best power you could have. This is how I think all the time. This is how I think for my team. This is how I think for the people I work with. Because like, if you really want to like, create something special, like, that's what it takes. You have to put in the effort. And, like, you cannot expect to change the world and, and like, work on 80% or, like, 60%. Like, you need that 110% every time, every day, every minute to do what we want to do in this world, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe as an artist, you are already came, like, really far. You work with different types of institutes. Museums, you play at different platforms. Uh, mostly, also as an uh, autonomous artist, you yeah. like very much learned yourself to play. Um, how do you clash with these institutes? Like where, like obviously, you try to create space for yourself and others. Yeah. Um, where do you clash with these institutes, and how do you create space? Oh well, hard clash is. While I was working with these institutes, I saw a lot of things I see differently, you know? For example, the way they describe quality. What is quality? The way they describe what is art, uh, who is an artist that we should like give a platform to? Like these things, I didn't see myself represented. And I asked myself, and, and not just myself, but with myself, I mean like, a lot of people from my community, a lot of people from the industry, who I think are great, but I didn't, I didn't see the same opportunities for them as for artists that are like the well-known artists, you know? So 
I think there is a new definition of quality and of being an artist in particular, you know? Because like back in the days you had you had a painter, for example. You had a uh somebody that makes sculptures or uh whatever, like something like that. But nowadays we have people that that do digital art, that create photos that to me, I said it in a, in another interview, but somebody like Ibram Kamara, he's a Picasso of this area to me. Um Someone like Marlu Fernanda, great artist, but I don't see her represented in those walls. While everyone in the community knows she's the one. I, I think that's, I'm fighting for those people though. I saw, I saw there was a disconnect. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're also talking about education. And on the other side, also network, like the people that you have around you and that yeah. maybe you see as very talented. Um, where do you, how do you think this balances when it comes to institutes? Do you think uh, with a certain type of network and the right type of people, you can get to that level? Or does it always take a certain type of education to come to that level of institutional quality? I think the institutional quality is, it's always like you have to walk this certain type of path. I think nowadays it's different. Like we educate ourselves, we put our own money into our, our projects. We build, we create community, we like gather together and we word on the street is he's that one, she's that one. And I I don't think like you always need that. Okay, I've walked, I've been to this school, I have these parents. They have friends, they buy my art for 10,000, 50,000. Now my dad knows a gallery owner. My stuff comes in a gallery. As soon as galleries see the art, uh, the museums are away because they're always late. They always watch the trends of the galleries. Now the gallery is buying. So they probably will be big in, in like 10, 15 years. So we're gonna start buying their art. I think it should, like, it's cool that's there, that, it, that it's that way. But I also think if we feel like she's that person, he's that person, I think museums, galleries, they should also have their eyes open for those type of people and say, we have to buy that as well. We have to invest in those people because if they can do what they do with 3,000 euros, 3,000 or 4,000, imagine what they could do if they had the money the other artists have of get from these places. So this is my struggle. This is what I fight for. Mm -hmm. Um, You make great music. Um, You work with a lot of different... Yes, of course. (laughs) You work with a lot of different type of people. Um, On one one hand, you do a lot of stuff yourself. On the other hand, you try to make place for others. Uh, What do you want to change about the current cultural landscape? What are the things that you feel... Uh, should be part of the future and what do you think your role is in this? I think the future is like, is here. Like, I think we, it's, mm. you know, post-corona, is a lot of shit is going to change. I do believe that. Definitely. Mm. That's also what I'm saying to everyone I speak to, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's different times. Like, we're going to do what we, what we have to do. 
and the world will change. But my role, I think, <clears throat> I don't want to be that guy that complains, you know? I don't complain a lot. I just, I just see things and I bring them to the light. Mm -hmm. But I always like try to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Pioneer. The same thing I did with the new institute. I had this idea of like doing a, an exhibition around a video clip. Mm -hmm. Normally like music videos, they're like, you put them on YouTube or they, they get to a blog or whatever. But I wanted to have an experience, like an installation. Like, but I wanted to use a platform where they normally have installation, where they normally have paintings, where they normally like. And and I live in this world. My world is the Netherlands right now. I live in Rotterdam. This is my world. So I, I look at those institutes like Boymans, like the New Institute, like Tent. So I had conversations with all of those people because I know them. Mm. I know the shot callers. I know the people. And I asked them, like, I have this idea. There's going to be a lot of community, a lot of people. It, it will inspire a lot of people. If we say that this video we made with 30 people that all put their effort, all put their expertise in it, if we showcase it like it's art, mm -hmm. well, everyone said it's a great idea. But we have to check with the program, because it's kind of full and blah, 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 blah. And after a while, I was like, yo, why do I always feel this resistant, you know, this, I see the picture, like, it's going to be a thing. We have to change that. But then, all of a sudden, Corona happened. So now, their hands were tight. Like, they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't open their doors. They were locked. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And I showed them like in the middle of Corona, we had like two weeks. It was crazy. This is how God works. We had two weeks and everything started to like a little bit open up more. It was in July, I think. Mm -hmm. And I said, boom, we have to like do it now. Talk with the, uh, with the new institute. I said, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. And we should do it. Let's fucking do it. We did it. Like, Shamira was there. 500 young creatives all together, connecting, inspire each other, talk, network, whatever. Everything it, it should be, it was. Because I did it with my, with my own team, with my own money, and just to show a little bit of how it could be. And I think this, this is how I am. I, I try to pioneer to show the example and show like, guys, we can do it. Because it's not about me. It's very not about me. It's about us. It's about us coming together. It's about us having conversations with each other. You know? So I think it's, this is my role, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it difficult for you to talk with these institutes? Like, Do you feel that you have to uh, talk to them in a certain way? Or like, is there a lot of confidence when you speak with them? And like, like you've done this um, um, video release. Do you feel like there more doors are opening now and that they give you space also to let others in? Slowly, yes. But, there's always a but in this story. <laughs> um, I think it's because they have to. I think it's because if they don't talk to us, people like us, 
we are sitting here. Like, I feel the responsibility to have these conversations because I represent a lot of people. Like we did this in Mono actually. We had this night, it's called Museum Parks, where we were, we are investigating the new museum. This is, this is the main question. So we had a conversation, but normally it's like 20 people from the Institute, one people from the community. So one of us is either you or me or Somebody, you know, we know. somebody in, we know. Mm-hmm. But now we said, we're gonna turn it around. They're gonna come in our playground. We're gonna have one person of the Institute. We had somebody from Boymans, uh, head of marketing, and the whole community from, this, from Rotterdam. So we had like 50, 60 community leaders sitting here and be in conversation and ask them questions. Because we have to write the new Bible for what is art, what is quality. And now, like, the institutes have to, they have, they see that, they know that. Like, the people that, that the, 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 the main people that visit the museum and the institutes, getting old. <laughs> so that, that's a new, new wave coming. There's a new generation coming. They need us. They need the bridges. And we are the persons that built those bridges, you know? So I feel the responsibility for the community and, and, and they know what's going on, so they have to. So that's why I have this confidence in these conversations as well. Because mm-hmm. if they don't learn, they will die. Um, how do you see the future in terms of these institutes? Like you said, the future is now and like you're already um, have one foot between the door and creating space and creating quality as well for these institutes. Yeah. How do you see the future? What do you think that will, um, how do you think you and your, and your community will uh, create this new space or create this, curate maybe even these new institutes? I think we have to keep investing in our own projects as well. So, of course, we have to be in conversation with, because this is the difference, you know? We talked about it, but nowadays we can do everything ourselves, right? We can have our own platform. We can have our own TV channel on YouTube. We can have our own website. We can build our own platforms. But the thing, the difference is those big institutes, they have the name. They have the prestige. They have the, if you, comp- if you like, say, Rijksmuseum, for example, or, or Boyman, they have the Jean-Michel Basquiat, the people you look up to, they have the Picasso. So all those brands are involved in that one name. Mm-hmm. So you want to be connected with that. You want, like, you want to put yourself on the same level, even if you're not on the same, you want to work towards that. That's the hope we have as artists. That's, that's what we work for. At the same time, it's those institutes that get the real budgets. You know, they get, they don't, if they apply for a budget, for example, Boymans from Burning and now they're building a new, a new, uh, a new building. <laughs> they get 250 million. You know, if we apply for a fund, we may get 10 or 15K, you know, so it's different level also in what you want to create. So this is in the beginning, the reason why we're fighting to like also get these budgets as well. But I do think we have to like 
we don't, we shouldn't forget that we have the power. We shouldn't forget that we should build our own platforms, build our own events, and support each other, help each other. Like it's, it's always like when it's a boy month thing, or when then it's a thing. But if if one of our friends like I'm, I'm throwing this exhibition, it's already like, but we shouldn't see it like that. I think we should go there, support that, and know like, okay, this is this is this is tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I also, when I when I hear you talking and uh, talking about those big institutes, I think, yeah, they need to be like, uh, they need to be more open for the communities or the community you're in. At the same time, I think sometimes, yeah, build like a parallel universe or something under that with your own community. Yeah. And... Um, keep that growing or something but how do you how do you build a, like a platform like that because you're talking about platforms how could you build that platform yourself if you yeah in the maybe also to show what you've got you know yeah yeah it's difficult it's difficult because also because of the money part you mm-hmm. know it's just less impact if you like have to do it with 100 euro or yeah. like 200 euro mm-hmm. while at the same time they have for the same installation they get Okay, here you have 100k to yeah. build an installation. Yeah. Give me 100k, yeah, yeah. you'll see what I would do with that, you know? And I don't think it's fair because the opportunities are not the same. So you're fighting against those big ass systems. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can't keep up. Or no, so we have to, we have to search for opportunities, I mm-hmm. think. I think we have to like invest our money in the community, mm-hmm. have investors uh, Because there's a lot of people that are making like serious money, mm. you know? If we, instead of supporting those big institutions, like support the community, help each other. Okay, you need, I believe you as an artist, I'll give you 100K to do that. Mm. I don't meet these people yet, but I do think like we can grow into that situation if we keep having these conversations and if we keep building That's why I'm now busy building a new platform. It's called the Gallery Wall. You know, where I want to work with the new creators. Because this is the problem, actually, in the museum world, mm-hmm. is that there are five cur- curators of which I cannot ident- identify with. Yeah. You know, because I don't so. know who they are. I don't know what they've done. Mm-hmm. I, m- I may have seen their work because I've been to some of their exhibitions. But the person I connect with is you, is you and is you, you know? So I'm, I, re- I, I really want to know what's inside of your head. Because like, if you call me and you say, yo, Tim, check out this guy or check out this woman, I believe you right away. I, I will check her out. I will look through your eyes and see, oh, Shamiro has seen this in her. So I, I believe him, I believe his, his quality. So I want to see that. I want to invest, uh, how do you say it? Uh, investigate yeah. <laughs> on the sukkah. I want to investigate that person. So I believe in the new creators. Okay, I was, I was really wondering that um, if you were a museum director yeah. and you could pick like all the curators and the people who are working there, can you mention a few names who, who you are working with? Well, if... Like, my ifs are always, like, 
reality, I'm like, if, if I say if, I want to do it. Mm. <laughs> so I yeah. see you. I also see you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, if you ask me, let me say him direct. If I could like be a director, let's say, let's say a gallery wall. Yeah, that's the new museum or the new gallery. Mm -hmm. The people I ask now are like people like Maru. Mm -hmm. From the, the founder of, of the new original, yeah. the founders of Daily Paper, Shamiro, mm -hmm. Ma Malu Fernanda, Sabina Marcellus, also like have have like strong designers or like people I really look after, just people that inspire me. Mm -hmm. So because I I think I have this quality that I can see quality. Mm -hmm. This is I think that's my power. Mm -hmm. I see like. Because I, I never look at followers or like likes or like, I don't care about that. Mm. I just I just watch how they move. I just see what they're making. And I know, because I'm doing so much stuff, I know how much time it takes to reach certain level and to be very authentic about certain things or with certain things. Mm. So if I see that, like it inspires me and the people that inspires me, I want to hear their story. I want to know what inspires them. Mm -hmm. And I would work from that perspective. Yeah, I think you also have a very like uh, fresh look at things because you haven't you haven't uh, walked the path like everybody is walking who's already working in those institutions and that can also be like a super pro or for you like Yeah, I think I think I um, I think I really I'm now 27, you know, mm -hmm. I'm really here. I'm really in everything, in the heat. You mm -hmm. know, when you're, uh, maybe in like 20 years, I would say I'm not in that anymore. And I have to speak with those people, but I'm also a student all the time. Mm -hmm. I really love to learn. I really love to get inspired. And I do believe that the power is in co-creation. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we have the, all the answers as a community or like as this new generation. I think the magic happens when we start having conversations mm -hmm. on equal level. Yeah. That's why I think the magic happens. Yeah. Because if, if I have to give an example from my, mm -hmm. from my world, right now I'm doing a, a design for a theater. You know, I'm creating the... the, the Yeah, yeah, decoration. <laughs> the decoration and, and costumes. So I work with a team uh, and many people are involved. But if I watch the show, like Perry Gitz, he's the artistic leader of the show. But if I watch it and the, I see the people around it, like we have, we have a woman. Um, no, let me talk about myself. I work with this guy, he's called Uri. I forgot his last name. Mm. But like, he has so much experience, mm -hmm. like 30, 35 years. You know, he's he touched so many projects. And that combination of us, like in that project, like me being a student and like, listen to his experience. And, but also me, like being the rebel that I am and say like, I want to do this. I want it to look like this. Mm -hmm. There has power in that. Mm. It's the same with the institutes. Yeah. Once we have these conversations and we listen to each other on an equal level, because that's never the case, because we're never on their level. It's always the system and we are here sitting 
so you're saying like we can also learn from these institutions. Definitely. Yeah. And Definitely. By De- talking on an equal level. Yes. Yeah. 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 I also very much hear like when we started this conversation and then when I look at you as a music artist and when you were talking about growing up, you kind of also somewhere made us made a switch from being looking up to your to to your to your family and like the and the 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 toughness you got from your family that transformed in the toughness in towards yourself yeah now you're <clears throat> against the toughness within the mm. art and uh, institutional industry um do you find peace in that like do you is there was there like a, a When, when is the moment that you kind of find peace in like, okay, I, I, fought, this, I fought this battle, I find a different battle. Like, I, I feel that you find a different battle all the time, like from the battle between <laughs> you and your family yeah. and the battle between you and yourself, the yeah. battle between you and the institution. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I do think, like, it's, it's so funny because, like, while you're asking me this question, your hand's moving like this. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? You saw him doing that? Are you singing? Like, they have it on camera. So while, <laughs> so while, so while you were saying that, you was doing this. Mm-hmm. That's my fucking life, though. Mm-hmm. That's a frequency. It's always this. It's like ups, downs, boom. Like, I need that in my life. I need, life is a battle. Like, we can discuss so many things, mm-hmm. but this is a point we cannot discuss. But is this also not like a life of a good artist? Like to have these emotions and to feel and to like... I think an artist express. is nothing more than just a human being living mm-hmm. his life and expressing pre- express it, him or herself mm-hmm. through his art. And everyone does it in a mm-hmm. different way. Mm-hmm. But I think like in the end, the common ground is life. The common ground is the battles. The common ground is the emotions. Mm. This is why we connect with art. This is why we need artists to to showcase that we are equal, that we are the same. Very well spoken. Thank you. I I have also another question because you you have so much, you found your power um, in what you're doing and you create and you, you, you teach yourself all kind of stuff. And you're, yeah, that's, I think that's why you're on this level, because you're also so tough for yourself. Mm. Um, how can you find your power? Yeah, exactly. I wanted also to, because when you say you found your power, I just want to address that. To me, it's the same. I have the same feelings you have. Mm. You know, I have the same feelings he has. I also feel like uncomfortable. I also feel like insecure about something I do. But to me, it's like, I feel this deep calling of that I have to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, so I always think like, it's not about me. Mm. Is insecurity making you a better artist? I have to think about that question because I don't think insecurity is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I do think um, being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. makes you a better artist. Mm -hmm. But insecure, insecure to me means the word, also involves the word doubt. Mm -hmm. And I doubt a lot of things. But once you go for, like once you do something, there is no room for doubt. Like the moment you start doubting, 
being insecure, that's the moment you fail. That's the moment I don't believe you anymore. Yeah. That's the moment when you're like, I'm, bicyc- I'm, I'm on a bicycle, she's on a bicycle, and like we're crossing each other and we both doubting, we both gonna like yeah. fall and like hit each other. Because we're gonna, sometimes you have to be like secure and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going left. I think it's more lately I've accepted that I can make mistakes. Lately? But, yeah. Nah, well, like, like the last couple of five, six years. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like more relaxed now. I used to be not this relaxed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And did that make you feel more free in, yeah, in your work? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm like, this is the feeling I'm having right now. Mm-hmm. This is what I would do right now. If I look at it, if I look back at it in two years, I'm, I'm like, yo, that shit was whack. Or, but at <laughs> least, at least at that time, I believed everything I did. That may be part of a process, also. It's part of a process, but like you have to accept this moment. The same nice. with this interview. Like, I'll probably grow in like the next five years, and have a different perspective or see different, see things in different layers. But right now. I feel like this. So yeah, this yeah. is how I express. Yeah. It's the same the with process. my art. Yeah. Like if I want to do like a, a pop song, a country song, that's how I felt. If I want to do some experimental shit, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But I would do it 100% and not be insecure about it because this is how I feel at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also think that sometimes something can start with insecurity And then you're going to think a lot about it. And then you have your kind of coming out. Mm. Like, I know it now. Yeah. And then you are there because you have thought about it so well. Yeah. And then you know, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know if that's like maybe doubting in yourself. But before you go, yeah, I, I don't know how that works. But I think sometimes... Before you go you, all the way. Yeah, before yeah. you go, before you express yourself yeah. or before you show yourself, maybe that insecurity can like... Uh, also have a, um, have a purpose. Yeah. Like, yeah, to, I, I to see where you're going to, but I think it's more of a, you have a feeling when something is right, mm. and when it's not right, you don't put it out there yet. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not secure about it yeah, enough. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, and that, that's a process because it's not like I have this idea, I'm going to do it. You're <laughs> emphasizing more like you can change. That's okay. You can change. Because people, what you said with the music thing, like if you make country music and then one, one year later you start to make different kind of yeah. music, people feel like, huh? But yeah. why, why is that not allowed, right? Yes. Because you can change. You can, yeah. you can get a different taste. You I can, see if you be- see him like when you were younger yeah. and how you are now, yeah. it's also completely different. It's different. But I'm the same person, but I'm Just a different grew. person. Yeah. You grew, yeah. basically, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a continuous process. And if you accept that, it's all right. Because, like, you may f- feel something now to do. You may have certain standards. You may, like, believe something for real. And it can change. Yeah. Yeah, it can change all the time. Hey. If you accept that, you're more free, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think you have a, like, very interesting life, for sure. Um, <laughs> I wonder how you, um, how do you wake up? How, where do you find, obviously you have this energy within yourself and like you were talking about this deep feeling inside. Is it like a, is it like, do you use like some sort of religion or spirituality or do you wake up and you do your workouts or you do meditation? What, what tools can you give me maybe or others 
in order to get to this clear mind of reaching your goal or finding finding your purpose? Uh, for me myself, I believe in God. I'm I'm, I'm a Christian, uh, so I use the Bible a lot. I listen to a lot of uh, people that educate about the Bible, uh, and I find hope there in it. I find purpose in it, and it also like it gives me the power to like walk and not be afraid. Because I'm like, God is with you. I see that in more I, people. Who are I don't. Religious. I don't care, man. Like I can't. I can't have a thousand no's, you know. But he said I would do this. So it's either you or it's another person. That really gives me a lot of confidence. Because mm-hmm. when I feel like I have to do this, the, the so the deep feeling inside. I always believe that it, it's been put inside of me. So you are the God, or the God is inside. No, 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 I'm not the God. No, 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 no. but I mean... But yeah, yeah, yeah. he puts it, like, he has a purpose Mm -hmm. for my life. I believe he has a purpose for everyone. But for myself, I think he has a purpose for me. And that's why I I walk my path. Because I couldn't picture this this life I'm having right now, 10 years ago, like, for real. I was like, I'm a saxophone player. I'll, I'll travel, I'll tour. Because I was already touring. I was already making some money. I was already having a team. Uh, and doing the things I'm doing now, I'm like, yo, how though? <laughs> when, when did you realize that that, that that life was not for you? I didn't. <laughs> It just happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. Like, we can plan so many things for our lives, but in the end, like, Whether you call it God, to me it's God. For everyone it's different. The universe. But I think I think it's it's purpose. I think there's a purpose for us. And I think there's a lot of things around us that try to like get you off of that path. Yeah. What are you time. what is your what is your distraction? What what's um because I think you are creating 24-7. But you say like there's things that, that try to distract me. What is it? Uh, right now? Yeah. Social media? Uh, social Girls. media. No, I'm in a relationship. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you have... I think it's balance, though. Mm. I think it's... I really need a lot of balance. Like, I've, I've worked... Uh, I don't want to say 24-7 because I have to sleep as well. But, like, most of the time I'm working. Mm. Like, even if it's in my head, I'm, like, continuously, like, thinking about something or, like, doing what has to be done. But I also think, like, you need balance. I need to, like, work out. If I don't work out, like, I get depressed. If I get depressed, I... But also, like... Self-care. Yeah, Yeah. but but listen, like, what I I do want to say, I also find a lot of things in the pain, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with not feeling good. You know, I'm like, everything is, is... is messed up around me. Like it doesn't go the way I want it. I want, I want things to go. Mm. I don't practice enough. Mm. You know, I'm I'm at I'm at this point where I'm hard on myself. I don't practice enough. This is not working. This is not on the level I wanted to. Because th- that also happens a lot. Mm. Like most of the time. And how But, can you switch that then? By keep going. Mm. Keep. 
keep on keeping on. <laughs> Stay tough. That's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. you have to keep on keeping on. Like, mm -hmm. you have to, okay, what can I do today? Like, uh, we also always think in step 10. I find myself doing that a lot. Like, I want to I wanna go there because I see the fishing already. Like, if I have, for example, if I, I see the exhibition, I see how it should look like. I see the, I see the people walking there. That's step 10. Mm -hmm. But what we forget is we have to start with step one. So what, we, what can we do today to make that happen? So every day I'm, I'm trying to wake up and like at least if I haven't done anything that's with, that, that can bring me further or something, I don't feel good. And that's a bad quality of myself, you know, because <laughs> it's frustrating. But I accepted that. <laughs> yeah, but it also sounds like you're visualizing everything. And they say like even like the biggest sporters they visualize like whole games yeah. <laughs> before they enter a game and that's when they that that's uh, sports uh, psychology that if you visualize or like how do you call it like uh, it's uh, what's it they call it like abundance or something yeah it manifests yeah. right yeah. like if yeah. you visualize all those stuff at some point it 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 happens because you're yeah. living that life yeah and it sounds to me that you uh, yeah you are doing that yeah i try and maybe But also that 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 type of faith and Obviously, you even when you're in a dark place, yeah. <clears throat> you know, as even as dark as it can get, yeah. you know there's a way out, yeah. either yeah. through your either through religion yeah. or through music or yeah. through, you know, like when the when it gets really tough, yeah. you know that you will explode and say yeah. like it's enough. That's yeah. the that's the lobster who has like is very uncomfortable in a field, yeah. <laughs> bang, yes. breaking out, and Definitely. that's I think yeah. Yeah. How you go through those emotions. Yeah. And at the same time, this is the whole reason I'm an artist, because mm -hmm. I can express that pain in my art, you know. Yeah. I have to get I have to see those places sometimes to like create what I have to create. Yeah. And while I'm creating that, while I'm listening back to it, I find joy. You see, so this is the frequency. This is the low. Yeah. This is the high. This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Tim, we, we've been talking about a lot of stuff about yeah. your life as an artist, about your creation process, about uh, institutions and what they can do, about these times that are changing. And I think within these times of change, there's also a bigger responsibility for brands and also how they can um, push the, the movement forward and how they can push artists forward because, they, yeah, it's like giving back. Yes. Um, you also like to give back because you can give an amount of money um, from the brand we are here for today uh, to a charity. Which, which charity did you pick? Um, well, to like... What I was saying before, like if you want to change the world, we have to change our world. Like this is all I can do. Like I can change things in my city. I can do only so much, you know? And I think if we all do that, the world will change eventually. Yeah. But I want I want to give the money to uh, Stichting Mai. I don't know if that's the, the English word though, but that's how it's pronounced mm -hmm. here in the Netherlands. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a 
it's definitely our foundation for uh, that it's it's actually here behind. It's in Veskreisgade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, we have a lot of people with migration background mm-hmm. living there. And what he's doing, like he's, it's like an inspiration for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, all the kids in the neighborhood, I see him posting the stories. Like every time I watch it, I, I just get excited. I'm happy, I'm smiling. Because I think it's so important to like, teach those kids that they can make music, create music, be a producer, be an artist, play the guitar. And it's very expensive mm. to do that. Like if you want, like if you want to have private lessons, for example, it's only for a certain amount of people in this world to have that, you know? So being able to give these kids those opportunities, I think it's a beautiful thing. So I really would like to yeah. like, give did you Did you ever teach there? No, but like, because like everyone has a different purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have to teach in this, in this time, yeah. in this place. I have to do different things. Yeah. But also for me, it's like, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. And if I can support it in my way, I will do it. So this is my way of saying, yo, I see what you're doing. And if I'm, I'm there for you, if you need my help, you can call me mm-hmm. and This is the small things I just mm-hmm. talked about, like for the community as well. If he has an, an event, it's a small, it's only just, just showing up. He tells me, well, <laughs> by just showing up, he tells me, I got you, man. Mm-hmm. I support you. I post a, a picture on my Instagram as a, I'm with you on your brand. We're together in mm-hmm. this. And I think if we do that more, if we invest the, the money we get from all these big ass brands and invest in community and invest in the youth and it's, and say to the people that take the in, uh, initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're doing a great job and I got your back. If we do that more, I think we can come a, a long way. I think that too, like. So if I get it right, Stichting Mai is a place in Kruiskade yeah. where kids can come. Yeah. And to learn music. music. Yeah. 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 Super nice. Producing, guitar lessons, singing lessons. Like he's, he he also like, um, what they did is they they took a bunch of uh, kids that normally don't go on vacation. Mm. He took them to Dubai. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, (laughs) man. He took them to Dubai and just show them around and how it is to like travel and see the world. You know, and I know these things cost a lot of money. And, and he also has, I think he has good funding as well. But I think more is more in, yeah. in those cases, you know. Talking about more is more. Yes. We have a surprise. Can I bring it? Oh, no, you, uh, you can do it. Okay, you can so do it. Uh, we're not going to say the, the, the exact amount, uh, but the amount that we would love to that we were already gonna give Stichting Mai to to you, we're gonna double it. That's a blessing. So maybe they can go to Dubai again. Somewhere around. No, to the Bahamas. That's very cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate it a lot though, guys. Thank you for this conversation as well. Thank you. And for your time. Thank you very much, Tim. I think it's, uh, it's been a, 
blessing to talk with you. I think yeah. people who know your music and people kind of see what you're doing, but I really think it's also important that we had this talk. Um, I actually thought that you was more tough, but you have a lot of love. It's not just toughness. It's like mm. love, passion. Uh, toughness, love is toughness. Tough love. Tough love. Tough love. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> yeah. Thank love, you. Love, man. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.